the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let's move into a a Thursday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. Got some things to talk about locally, nationally. Uh, It about covers it that we'll be doing today. We'll talk about here in just a moment. Uh, Mark Lowry has decided he's going to run for another position. We'll talk to him about that. That's coming up. But sitting in the studio with me, Ken Yang, who is the chairman of the Saline County, the Saline County Republican Party, and is a chairman of uh, all of the counties, is that right? Yes, the president of the Arkansas Republican County Chairman's Association, or as they call it, the chair of the chairs. Okay, so uh, he's he's the guy that's sitting out there trying to keep everybody on the same page. Same page, but uh, uh, making sure that we're promoting good conservative candidates and values. And, uh, you know, I think I told you, mentioned this a couple weeks ago you know you have over 50 new chairmen yeah a lot uh, across the state that's not by accident a lot uh, of different ideas out there yeah it's just a lot of uh, anger but anger that's translated to excitement and people wanting to uh elect more conservative republicans get you know elect some good ones get rid of some of the bad republicans all that good stuff all right. With that in mind, Mark Lowry joins us, state representative here in Arkansas from over in the Maumelle area. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Ken. I'm doing good. Well, I'll, Glad to be with you. I, I've got to make up my mind whether I want to give up my nap today to come to Faulkner County because I know you're going to be there. I'd like to hear what you're going to talk about, about critical race theory that you've been out doing a lot of work on that are you starting to see a shift amongst elected officials that maybe they're saying you know this may not be something we want to teach in our schools well absolutely uh you know i think that uh, many of our arkansas legislators realized that they were not told the truth by school superintendents and other officials uh about whether critical race theory was uh, being taught in the schools uh, you know, the left is, is figuring out that they're losing that battle. And so as they normally do, they'll shift their terms and they'll, they'll kind of hide that maybe they're not. Well, we're not talking about critical race theory. What we're talking about is equity. And we're talking about this. And we're talking about that. And it it is appearing in curriculum across the state. Uh, just saw a notice yesterday that there was. Uh, a curriculum guide sent out to students that were going to be coming to the Arkansas Governor's School. Uh, and the curriculum was about white privilege. 
my understanding is that has now been rescinded uh, because legislators were asking questions. So, you know, I just wish those questions had been asked when we were uh, sponsoring, when I was sponsoring legislation back during the session to ban it from, from our schools. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad situation is that there were a few uh, Republicans that uh, threw the deciding votes to keep that from moving forward to the floor. I, I think that if it had gotten to the floor, that you had a good chance of getting it passed, didn't you? Well, absolutely. The you know we tried several different approaches. We did get one bill successfully through the House. Uh, it it did lack some teeth. It was still going to put into the authority of local school districts to decide whether they would establish policy or not. But at least the legislation would have set guardrails in place that say, listen, this is what uh, we believe should not be taught in the schools. We shouldn't be teaching that one race is superior to another or that a student should feel guilt or shame because of their race, race or ethnicity. We got that bill through the House, um, and it got bottled up in the Senate Education Committee uh, just because of the vote of one one Republican senator. Uh, we have no doubt that it would have passed the Senate uh, if it had made it to the Senate floor. Did you talk to that senator? Did he tell you why he uh, voted against? He did not. It was a surprise to me. Uh, you know, it, late in the session, and this was like in the last two days, you know, it's it's difficult because senators are going from committee to committee running their bills. Uh, in that particular education committee, you would have to have all five Republicans in their seats casting a vote. And I was fortunate enough to have all five of them there. And so the bill did originally pass. Uh, with a vo- by a voice vote, Senator Missy Irvin, the chairman, called it uh, as having passed. Senator Joyce Elliott, who voted no, uh, then asked for a roll call. And so when the roll call was being done, uh, I think uh, all of us in the room were taken aback when Senator James Sturch voted no and kept the bill from passing out of the committee. And did not explain his vote? No, he did not. Okay, I've got his number. I'll call him and we'll ask him. I'm going to turn it over to Ken Yang. He's here. He's got a couple questions for you. Then we're going to move to the part of this show that the reason I had you on the show today. No, I just, uh, yeah, Representative Lyra and I have talked about this more of a comment than anything else. But, uh, you know, um, I testified on that last bill on the House end. Uh, there was a young, young black man who came up and basically said that. Uh, you know, America is inherently racist, systemically racist, everyone's racist. And, you know, I sat there just thinking, what in the world? And I remember not being there to testify on that particular bill, just being there for moral support. And I was like, OK, never mind. I'm, I'm ready to testify uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. for, for Representative Lowry's bill. And, uh, and and just by the fact that, uh, you know, I'm obviously I'm not I'm not white and I wanted to let your colleagues know that hey i'm i'm good to sit at the end of this table today and do what i do every day because america is not systemically racist if it was i would not have the successes that i've had thus far uh in living the american dream and 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 it's it like i said it's sad that uh, people are just now seeing that with what representative lara was trying to do but uh 
you know, at, at least they're seeing it and we can go full steam ahead now. All right. And I appreciate Ken testifying along with uh, uh, Iverson Jackson testified down on the Senate end yep. and uh, did, just did a masterful job. And of course, he's also been going to uh, different organizations around the state talking about uh, just the falsehoods of critical race theory, that, that this concept that America is systemically racist. Um, and, you know, I think we were probably ahead of the curve in running the legislation in Arkansas. But, you know, what's wrong with that? Why not be ahead of, of what is taking place? And I think if we were if we were able to go into session tomorrow, uh, that bill and or probably even something tougher than the final bill uh, would be passed. And, and I believe and hopefully I, I would think it would be signed by the governor. Well, let me ask, you're going to be out today in Faulkner County. What time and where? I'm going to be at, I believe the group is called the Informed Citizens of Faulkner County. Uh, It's at the Larry's Pizza in uh, in Conway. And I'm going to be there, uh, I I think I'm going to be there around 1130 to visit with some of the folks beforehand. And then I think I'm supposed to be scheduled to start speaking at around 1215. I think that I'm going to make my way over there to listen to you, Mark, because uh, you're up on all of this, and so you're pretty you're pretty sure now that if this comes up again, it'll get passed, and we won't have to fight this fight of well, you know, it should be an independent school district decision on whether to to you know to teach this or not. I mean, there's things that we teach in schools today here in the state of Arkansas that state of Arkansas see, says need to be taught. Correct. Well, and that was the argument that I made is that superintendents were calling into legislators and saying, you know, curriculum decisions should be made by local school districts. Well, there's plenty of precedent where the Arkansas legislature has involved itself on uh, curriculum decisions, teaching cursive writing, teaching school, teaching finance. Uh, Even in this past session, we amended uh, curriculum uh, related to teaching about the civil rights movement to include teaching about the contributions of former representative John Walker, who passed away last year. Uh, That very committee that was saying we shouldn't be making curriculum decisions voted to approve that change to curriculum. And yet uh, when they wanted to hide behind the fig leaf, of believing in local control, that local control trumps everything. Well, I, I don't believe that. Uh, for one thing, it's the state of Arkansas that has been sued uh, under the Lakeview decision to make sure that uh, education is funded adequately, equitably. And uh, uh, so we have that responsibility to make sure, one, that we're not allowing this divisive teaching to be taking place in the classroom all right let's take a break we'll come back and then i'll ask the question of mark lowry that i've been wanting to ask since the beginning of the show but i've been waiting to ask it when we came back from break so everybody would be well i gotta stay another section with the dave ellswick show to find out what's going on all right so we'll talk about that in just a second i want to tell you about pat davis 
He's uh, the, the health care plan man. He'll help you out in saving money on your health insurance, 30 to 50 percent. If you're self-employed, he can really help you out. If you're a small business person, he can help you out so that your workers can have good uh, health insurance as well. No copay health insurance. This is any provider in the nation. And uh, bottom line is it's an actual health insurance plan. Excess money that's uh, paid out by you, well, you won't be paying it out anymore because the money, if it's excess, will come back to your bank account. All right, that's the way it works. To find out how it's going to work for you specifically, call Pat Davis at 501-605-6935. That's 501-605-6935 or on the Internet, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, coming up uh, in the next half hour, just to give you a little heads up, Michelle Oglesby is going to be on uh, my show to talk about uh, adoption. And uh, that's something that's not talked about enough. And she'll tell you why there's a, sometimes people hold off on adoption uh, because a lot of people have some real misunderstandings of it. And we'll have her on to hopefully clear that up. But right now, State Representative Mark Lowry is with us. And, Mark, you got big announcement you're making. You're deciding to run for a constitutional office. Yes, um, I made the announcement yesterday. There had been uh, weeks of speculation that, uh, that I was considering uh, running for higher office. And so I announced yesterday that I am going to run for Secretary of State uh, in 2022. Okay. You want to talk a little bit about why? You've decided to uh, want to move away from just the House and move over to uh, a constitutional office? Well, you know, I, as I told the group yesterday, you know, I went back and uh, reflected because I, I had received information. You know, people have been encouraging me to come back uh, for, for a sixth term in the legislature, and I, I've been extremely gratified by that. When I went back and looked looked at some of the legislation that I'm most proud of, one that I really focused in on was sponsoring Arkansas's voter ID law. And uh, then, of course, this this term, uh, I also sponsored uh, legislation, other types of legislation dealing with election integrity. And I just thought, you know, this is something that really uh, puts a fire in my belly to make sure that uh, our Kansans are secure uh, in their vote, that, that every vote counts, that their vote is not going to be canceled out because of election official uh, corruption or missteps. And uh, so that particular position, Secretary of State, uh, really is the, the person most responsible for overseeing elections in the state of Arkansas. And I I think, uh, you know, we had 18 pieces of legislation that came through the the. Uh, House and the Senate, and the, the Secretary of State, the current Secretary of State, did not testify on a single one of those bills. And I and I just think that that is being AWOL when it comes to ensuring election integrity to not at least sound in and say, I appreciate, or, you know, even someone from that office, let forget whether uh, Secretary of State Thurston should have been the one coming. I think he should have. Um, 
they should have spoken up and said what the legislature is doing with these uh, these provisions to toughen up uh, the provisions related to absentee ballot applications and the processing absentee ballots, uh, securing our elections. Uh, th- that is the right step for us to take. And that particular office was completely silent on these election reforms. So as I told the group yesterday, I think it's time for us to have a secretary of state who's a fighter in fighting for protecting the elections, but also protecting uh, the people's house, the Arkansas state Capitol, and not just serving in a position as a figurehead. And that's why I've made this announcement. Okay. Ken? So you answer basically answer part of my question because I, I think when you know I, I, when I, as I travel as I travel the state I've told people you know friends are going to run against friends in, in primaries uh, that's just how it is people need to grow up and get over it and and <laughs> and and if a candidate gets mad at you for not supporting them then that only shows their character uh, and and all that stuff so you know but you know running against an incumbent uh is hard as as you've been an incumbent and people run have run against you and it's been and hard and so you know what uh you know what would you, you know i know you mentioned two points but you know what is your your path to to victory uh what would you say to those that uh uh you know believe uh that you know secretary thurston's doing a, a good job i think he mentioned all the elections were safe and secure here in the state of arkansas uh, and so, you know, what, what's your reaction to, you know, I think he reacted to your announcement by saying that, you know, all elections were safe and secure and just kind of what's your, what's your path to victory? What, what do you, what would you say to, what are you going to say to the people of Arkansas to have them vote for you instead of the incumbent? Well, Ken, first I, I would say that you're absolutely right. I mean, it's part of the growing pains of being a majority party. And we, as we've grown, uh, from, 2013, which was my first session, was the first Republican majority in either the House or the Senate since Reconstruction. We've grown that 51-49 majority in the House to now 76-24 in the House. Uh, But part of those continued growing pains are that you are going to have primaries uh, within within your majority party. John Thurston, uh, first, I, you know, I'll say he, he's a very nice guy, and he certainly has been very consistent in, in visiting county committees, going to their Lincoln Day dinners or their Reagan Rockefeller dinners or whatever. Um, but, but I think that they're, you know, we had a very successful Secretary of State uh, prior to John Thurston, and that was Mark Martin. He had an yep. excellent yep. staff, and yet, some, I think some very negative uh, personnel changes were made, and we'll be talking about that more uh, over the coming months. People like Daryl Hedden, who was the chief of police for the uh, Capitol Police, uh, was forced into early retirement. Um, A.J. Kelly, who uh, was legal counsel for under Mark Martin and actually was the person who argued before the Arkansas Supreme Court uh, supporting voter ID, AJ was let go, and it, the list just goes on and on. And I'm just very gratified that I am hearing from a number of these people who were forced out, uh, saying that they want to be on my team and they want to help spread the word across the state. So that's the way forward. 
Um, you know, I, I certainly believe that some of my legislative colleagues uh, will be backing me. Now, uh, the truth is that many of them are concerned about redistricting. They're concerned about uh, whether there would be backlash by Secretary Thurston uh, in the redrawing of their lines uh, if they were to come out publicly and supporting me. Uh, so I, I would just call upon him to actually make a public statement that say that says, listen, let, let's just have a good campaign and let's not legislators. You don't need to worry about him being punitive towards anybody because they use they they, they take their position uh, seriously, that they should be talking to their constituents, uh, letting their constituents know that there is a choice and that they want to support one candidate over another. Uh, right. That's going to be the path forward. I'm going to continue to uh, to take invitations to speak to county committees. A lot of them are asking me to come talk about critical race theory. While that may not have anything to do Mark, with I, the... Mark, I got I to gotta yeah. jump in because we're, we're against the clock. Let me call okay. you back, and we'll get you on later, and we'll spend a whole hour talking about this. But I appreciate you being on us today, Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. We want to talk about adoption today. I don't talk about that enough. Uh, I talk about pro-life causes, but I don't talk about adoption enough. So I'm going to pick that up here in just a second after I tell you that if you're getting ready to file for Social Security, then you need to get the answers about what to do in an easy-to-understand booklet that comes from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. It's your guide to Social Security. 27 pages long, so it's an easy read, and about what you need to know. And it can help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. Now, if you're within five years... Uh, filing for Social Security, I'm going to say if you're 45 uh, or older, you can get this free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. And as a bonus, you'll receive a free customized Social Security analysis with uh, David Lucas that pinpoints the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. So pick up the phone now, call now, 501-222-3315. Just leave them the information they need, and they will get this booklet to you. Again, that's 501-222-3315. All right, now it's my pleasure to bring Michelle Oglesby on. She's been out talking to different uh, Republican women's groups and things of that nature because this is, I'm going to say, it's a topic that people don't understand really well, Michelle, and I'm going to turn, kind of turn it over to you. Ken Yang is here as well. Now, tell us what we need to know that we're making mistakes about when it comes to uh, adoption. Well, thank you for having me. I'm sorry I didn't make it, but uh, the traffic is really bad. A couple of accidents on I-30, so I apologize for not being there. That's all right. So when when I speak about adoption, what is your first thought? It's going to be a, It's going to be a pain in the rear end. All right. Uh, besides that, <laughs> if you if you were pregnant and you were considering adoption, what would be your first? Oh, okay. Well, I was coming from the, the side of the person who's looking to adopt. So now let me put my myself. I will try. Here's what I'll try to do for you, Michelle. I'm going to try to 
to identify as a woman today. How's that? Uh, okay. <laughs> that, that, no, that's a that's a joke. Right. It's a joke for my show. All right, but anyway, let me just say this: that uh, let me <laughs> let me just say that uh, if I was a woman, it would be, you know, one. Who am I going to give my kid up for adoption to? I mean. Even though maybe you find yourself in the position that you can't take care of the child, you want to make sure that the child's going to have a good life. You know, what are what are your, you know, things that you can uh, know can go be put into, you know, specifics so that you know your child is well taken care of? All right. So, but most people don't look at it that way when... A young lady goes to the pregnancy counseling facility or they may um, think about adoption. The first thing they're going to think about is foster care. That is the misconception that these young ladies are feeling because some of them have been in the foster care system. They don't want to go back. They don't want to put their child into the foster care system. So when they realize that Adoption, you have foster adoption and then you have private adoption, and that's what I facilitate is private adoption, where the mom has a choice of making a plan. You're not giving that baby up. You're making a plan of adoption. So you are in the driver's seat as far as deciding where your baby is going you can choose the family. You can choose whether or not you want to open or close adoption. You can choose your hospital plan. So you're in that seat that you're making the decision instead of your baby being taken away because you've made a mistake or you just got on bad to- uh, bad terms with your significant other or abuse or Anything like that where DHS comes in and they don't even give that mom a choice. They take the baby, and then that mom, if she wants her baby back, has to go through a lot of classes. She doesn't know what home that baby is going to. So that's the difference. And when we get the education out there that private adoption and foster adoption is two separate things that may be these young ladies would consider adoption versus considering abortion. I've had women say, well, I'd rather put, uh, kill my baby or abort my baby instead of putting my baby in a, a uh, adoption, which they think is foster care. Yeah, where, where does that, that, that uh, confusion come from? Being in the system. Okay already have been in in the system before or know someone that's been in the system and that's what they call it you know in the streets the system but being in in foster care uh, I work working with a couple now where when they made the phone call they were really afraid that they were calling DHS had to make them understand that this is a private adoption. This is something that you want to do. Okay, go ahead, Ken. You know, uh, for uh, you know, a couple of people were texting me questions. You know, for for those mothers that I think are concerned about, you know, well, how how do I how do I support myself with through all of this? And 
and uh, post post adoption during the adoption process and whatnot. I mean, do y'all help mothers with with those types of issues uh, that you know that are pre adoption or post adoption? Yes, with counseling, we offer before they even think about um, going into the adoption process or working with me with adoption process, I do have a counselor to sit down with them to explain everything they're going through. And then we are there from the beginning to, I say, no end, because I like to stay in mom's lives as long as they allow me to, and to make sure they are developing and moving on with their lives, but also gone through that grieving process. Some of them grieve, some of them is a relief because they know their baby is in a better place. So yes, we do have a licensed social worker that that comes alongside of me and is there to help that mom the beginning, during, and end. And I like to say no end because I want them to know that we're there. Now I'm going to assume and we all know what assume means. So if I'm wrong, be nice to yes. me. All right. And, and and that is that all right. there's a monetary price to be paid here to be able to adopt. Uh, I'm going to pull off of what Ken was asking and, and see if it's if there's any money that is in the adoption process to help the, the mother, uh, the uh, natural mother, to you know, pay her bills or whatever going into the adoption and then maybe paying some bills after the adoption. Is there anything like that? Yes. Okay. So when they come to any agency, they're, they're called birth mom expenses, and we set a budget to find out where you're at. A lot of them, they're behind on their rent, they may be behind on their um, utility bills, so we help them with the basics. We don't want it to be perceived as buying a baby, but helping that mom because a lot of times they're taken off of work or they're not at work. So there are resources out there to help them get on their feet, and we provide that for them, and that is paid by the prospective adoptive parents. Well, that seems only right to me. At least that's the way I I see it. I think that you're doing it the correct way. Uh, How successful has this been? Because for this to be successful, you've got to have people that are outside your group that want to help your group, that want to give money to your group so that these, uh, you know, different uh, cost measures are met. Well, I have two businesses. One is the, and I don't look at it as a business. I look at it as a, as a ministry. Right. I have the the adoption agency, which is for profit, and then I have temporary housing that I provide for moms that need a, a refuge. They may be homeless. They may get evicted because they make a choice of adoption. So I provide temporary housing for that mom that is nonprofit, and I get funding through donations. I received a couple of grants from Walmart, 
And right now we are in a holding pattern as far as the haven is concerned. The last home that I had, I had two moms in there. I don't know if you've been around two pregnant mothers. That don't work. Yeah, I've been around one. That, uh, that's enough. To be. <laughs> <laughs> so it was constant. I was I turned into a landlord or a mother uh, instead of somebody that's that's being, um, I guess, more of a, a, a seem like a warden because yeah. they argued because one didn't clean up and so forth. So. Once those ladies, we help them get on their feet, they have to have three goals, education, employment, and then eventually get their own place. I help them with balance, a checkbook, all the way to cleaning, all the way to cooking. So I spend a lot of time with these moms, a lot of time with these moms. But my desire is to get a duplex so they can have their individual space so they can kind of get used to living on their own and not depending on somewhere else and getting back in the same situation they were in. Most yeah. of these moms live with, with, with someone, and usually a guy, and once they get pregnant, then they get kicked out. And they, have, they have nowhere to go, so I want to provide that for them. All right, let's take a quick break, and then I will be back, and we'll talk more about this. It's uh, Adoption is the way to go. Uh, you know, put your child that you have up for adoption if you don't think you can take care of that child or you just plain don't want that child. Do that. Don't end its life. Give it the ability to uh, be born and to have a, a future. Don't forget about Cabot Emergency Hospital, 100% physician owned, uh, 130 years of experience among those physicians, and one of them is at the hospital. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. They get a great radiological suite, x-rays, CT scans, ultrasounds, MRIs. All of that is at the emergency hospital along with an on-site lab and pharmacy. And the complete uh, thought process that your emergency matters, you want to get in, you want to get seen, then you want to be out of the emergency room and get back to your life faster. You can do it at Cabot Emergency Hospital on Highway 89, just on the Walmart side of 67167 in Cabot. All right, Dave Ellswick, along with Ken Yang, who is the uh, chairman of the Republican Party of Saline County. He is with us, and he's the head of all the county chairs, the Republican chairs here in the state of Arkansas. He is joining me today. Michelle is with us. And, Michelle, it's, it's Oglesby, right? Yes. Okay, I wanted to make sure I pronounced it right. And you're on purporting uh, to me, and, and I agree with you, that uh, adoption is the way to go. And I think private adoption is always preferable to having the government mixed up in anything. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not a big pro government guy. I'm just going to be honest with you on that, and I think people like you do a a much better job. Thank you. I mean, it, there's a lot of things that you do that uh, the folks that are on the government side, and, no, and nothing against the people who are working in that area. It's more just a generalization of whenever the government gets involved in things. 
they get involved in things they don't even need to get involved in. I think this is one of them. I think uh, there's there's plenty of adoption agencies out there that could handle all this. Uh, is Has there been an uptick in adoption, private adoption like this? Not since COVID. And um, really, I don't know the reason why. You know, I believe it's because it's, these young ladies like the quick fix, they're pressured into getting abortion. So the abortion's been been uh, rocking and rolling as far as as having people to come and abort their children, their babies. And it's not only in Arkansas, but we have people coming from Mississippi, Tennessee, all surrounding states they come. If you ever go and just sit, park your car and look at the abortion clinic, on three on two three office park you will see all these different license plates of people coming to get their abortion and they can get aborted up to 21 weeks so it's a quick fix yeah um um, my question uh you know for me um, i'm thinking of what i hear from people when it comes to adoption is is the cost you know the the exorbitant amount i think uh, if you were to do research or hear people out there it can cost anywhere from fifteen thousand to fifty thousand dollars to adopt a child is there one is there truth to that and two i mean i think for me i think that scares a lot of people away and and i mean how would you address that well yes it does cost because you have legal you have birth mom expenses you have agency fees and so forth but i do not have a problem finding parents i get calls every day from someone that wants to adopt and um i just finished matching a couple with a family and they had 12 profiles to look at of people wanting to adopt this one baby so the mom chose out of 12 families all over the United States that wanted to adopt a baby here in Little Rock, That's Arkansas. Awesome. They flew down on Sunday from Massachusetts. Wow. And they have the baby now. All right. Did you do a check so on did you do a check on those people? They're not they're not some of the crazy Massachusetts people, are they? I'm just I'm just I'm just no, kidding with you, Michelle. <laughs> lovely people and the thing about it they have to go through an extensive home study process and that is very very extensive and you have to be very transparent for people to come into your house and dig into mm-hmm. every aspect of your life yeah. so um but to answer your question yes it does cost to adopt but you, you there is a uh, when you go through an, a, an agency or an attorney, those those um, parents they can get medical records prior to the birth of the baby. They can have conversation with that mom. They can find out so much information versus when they go into foster care. You have no idea what that baby or that child has been through. I I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Okay, so if folks want to be involved with you, who do they call, and um, you know how do they get the ball rolling on all of this? Well, 
I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> they can call me at, <laughs> at uh, 501-615-3094. I'm different. I will answer my phone. I do not work a 9 to 5, so if they call me on a Saturday at 8 o'clock, I will answer. If they call me on a Sunday after 1 o'clock, because I have to go get, get my praise on, right. <laughs> they, will, they will get a response. Or they can leave a message, and and I will call them within a couple of hours. Even you can ask my husband. We have cruised, and people have sent messages to try to place their babies for adopt. I will contact that person back because a lot of times these moms, they get the courage. They pick up that phone, and they, they want to kind of leave a message. But when I answer the phone, is a hesitancy. Oh, I uh. I, I thought you were closed, or um, I was just going to leave a message. I said, no, I'm here. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. And I want them to feel like somebody is there no matter what time they call. Now, if they call at 2 o'clock in the morning, I may see see that they call, but best believe I will return that call. If it's that important, I will return that call. Because, right. you know, you have to get up and go to the bathroom and check your phone and so forth. I got you. Or they can... Um, they can text me, but that is the number that they can call, 501-615-3094. And if they're interested in donating for the Haven, if they have a house they want to give away or anything like that, I um, I, I want I want to help. I, I'm here to help these moms um, make the right choice because we were all given a chance at life. So why mm-hmm. not give these babies a chance at life? Yeah. And if I can do my part to help them, I want to do my part. And if people believe in what I do, I can use all the support that I can get. All right. Now, phone number and again. They, they can just they call me. Phone number again. 501-615-3094. 615 Yeah. Or they can check out my web.angelschoice.org. I have my story of about abortion as well as an adoption on there, too. All right. I'll be having you on again in the near future. We'll talk about your history a little bit the next time you're on. I wanted to get all the the big stuff off and taken care of and then get to the really big stuff, find out why you got involved in all of this in the first place. Michelle, thanks for the time. We'll talk to Thank you. you. Get to where you're going safely. All right. We'll talk to you in the future Thank here on the you. Dave Ellswick Show. Ken Yang, we're out of time. Thank you, sir. Thank you. For coming in. And we got Joe and Duck coming up here in just a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. It is a Thursday here at 101.1 FM, The Answer, and that means that in the 7 o'clock hour, Joe and Duck uh, traditionally are here, and they are here today as well as we prepare for the 4th of July that's coming up on Monday. 
Big question. Are you celebrating on Sunday or on Monday? We're closed on Monday. Okay. So are you celebrating at your house on Monday or are you no. celebrating on Sunday? Sunday. Okay. I'm going Sunday. You're going Sunday? Okay. What Me are you too. doing? Sunday as well. Yeah. I'm doing Monday. I'm celebrating Monday. I'm going to do it on the day that it happened, man. I'm going to try. Yeah, but ain't the fourth I'm on gonna, Sunday? Well, no, the fourth is on Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Monday is the day that the government's given us off. Thank you to the government for giving me another day off. I appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, I hear you, Dave. We'll be. We'll. I will get that taken care of and make it sure that we do it on Sunday then, because I'm going to have a big uh, seance and try to call back George Washington. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I I could get people all riled up with me today, but I won't do that. All right. So Joe and Duck are both here today. Duck was just telling me, and Joe was was verifying it that uh, the thieves that are taking all these catalytic converters off of eighteen wheelers and buses and anything and the big uh, you know motorhomes motorhomes that you're driving out there are still out there working hard every night. What, what did out. you say? You had four this last yeah, week? I got four this week. How many have you had? I fixed two. Two, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah, I got three of them buses. still sitting there because I can't get no parts for them. Yeah, they're hard to find right now. You can't find catalytic converters now. No, there's well, a demand for them. Mine's Sprinter vans. You know, the Sprinter motor homes, the smaller ones. No, no, but uh, the, the Type C or whatever? Yeah. Okay. And you, the only place you can get them is through Sprinter. Okay. There's they're oddball looking about four foot long and it's got the death filter made into it but you know it is what it is people want to go camping this weekend but they're gonna have to go noisy (laughs) how you know it means you it's gonna be sounding like uh there's no uh what uh, exhaust on your car no it ain't too bad because it's got a turbo and turbo shuts you know shuts the noise down quite a bit but okay but the problem, you got to be sure. Good thing they ain't going very far camping. So, because if you go very far, you got to kick the check engine light on and pop up on the dash and tell you you got a hundred miles. Uh-uh. At, yeah, at you, sixty mile an hour, mm-hmm. thirty miles at five mile. An you're going to be the death march at that point. Yes. Okay. So keep keep that in in mind. All right. So you've been forewarned. You know that does mean that you're forearmed because <laughs> you can. You got you got time to make decisions about what you want to do. They they can get them two minutes and they're gone. It's wild. I seen a, so I seen a deal in one of the tech uh, videos and stuff where a guy was building uh, shields out of them around them made out of rebar. Yeah, and I said, you know what? I just gonna make them make them take five minutes longer. They're gonna cut the rebar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had one come in the shop, um, and uh, it was a cabin chassis. Mm-hmm. And uh, Blake was servicing. He comes, Daddy, you need to come see this. Mm-hmm. And he's got one of those ray bars welded to the frame, welded to this. And well, I saw, and Blake, he said, you think that's? I said, no. Uh-uh. I said, yeah. I said, Blake, they can cut that pipe off and be gone in a minute and a half. Yeah. I said, maybe a couple more minutes. Cut the ray bars and push them over out of the way. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that you could do on something like that is. The same way there's things. Volts to it. That's what I was just going to say. You could electrify it, but you can't electrify it because they won't let you. No. And then if you hurt somebody who's trying to steal from you, you're the bad guy. You can yep. go to Harbor Freight and buy one of them uh, reciprocating saws with a steel blade in it, 
for uh, about 30 bucks. Yeah, battery operated. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way that, you know, you can take that away from people. I mean, no, just because a few people bad people are doing with. stuff, you know, you you got to have your reciprocal saw to be able to do housework and all kinds of stuff. I was oh. over performing because I was Monday, I think it was, Joe, or Tuesday. I can't yeah. remember which day to get a uh, uh, muffler for one that they mm-hmm. stole the cats and the muffler off of. And, and he had three sitting there, and I said, so the monsters get them too and he said all three of them and they was right behind him in that storage yeah one of them's a church fan again dave no they're horrible they're criminals yes you guys say they're criminals you know they're criminals for a reason yes you know they don't have much of a conscience to be honest they ain't got none they don't care no but like if they put them in a storage facility it just slows them down some yeah that's got to cut the fence to get in yeah but, you know, a storage facility that was, uh, I guess, had security on it that made rounds every night, probably be safe in there. As far yeah. as I'm concerned, look, if if you have a fence and you want to electrify it, all you should have to do is post, you know, uh, you know ever so many feet a sign that says, danger, electrified fence. You know, there is a company out of, I see, the North Carolina, South Carolina, they come inside and build a fence six foot from your chain link fence and it's got electric wires run down through it and it's electrified you can do that yep why can you do that and not just do the the, the fence has, that you, you got have to have a dead space in between them why i guess just to for so people know. that can't read dave no i'm just saying or kids that are playing and run up and touch it if yeah. you didn't stay in school and learn how to read electrified <laughs> fence danger, shock that's you. on you. <laughs> It'll shock you don't touch it. You know, it. with the lightning bolts on the side and <laughs> oh, everything. It's got, that's what it's got. It's got signs all up and down through it. If you want to see one, go by Yellow Freight over on uh, 65th Street. Uh-huh. They have one. I'll go take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can get over there. If I get over there, I will take a picture of it, post it on my Facebook yeah, they page. Can, they have one. All, you, all your freight companies have them. You shouldn't have to go six foot inside your fence. Your fence is your fence. But you got to have a what they call a dead airspace. That's just stupid. It's money. Somebody in that. Somebody in dealing with either a politician or somebody who's working in some kind of of group within the political realm is making money. I'm telling you because of that. Yep. You get me? Don't get me going here. I know. Don't get me going either, because I, I was down at the shop last night about eleven o'clock. Just made through the circles and just uh, because they're back in my neighborhood again. You see any while you're out? No. I don't even hide no more. I pull up in front of the shop. Yeah, because see, light I, something up on the dash and leave my headlights on. I mean, I I look at it. <laughs> I'm talking to what you got there. It's like yesterday morning, I was leaving the house. I was mm-hmm. coming out of the subdivision, getting ready to get on Highway 5. And uh, I pull up close, and I've got my light on underneath the car so I can really see real well. And sure enough, there was a, a mama and a papa squirrel with six <laughs> little ones. <laughs> They're lucky I didn't have my gun. 
<laughs> he had squirrels for supper. No, 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 no. It was it was raccoons. Did I say squirrels? <laughs> yeah. It was raccoons. Oh, you couldn't uh, have barbecue coon then. Yeah, it was raccoons. And, you know, I love raccoons. I think they're cool looking. Bandits. They, they got the little mask on, and mm-hmm. they can, they use their hands like they, they think they're human beings or something. Have you ever seen the show uh, with the Chubby Chase and uh, Dan Aykroyd? The Great Outdoors. Yeah, The Great Outdoors. Yeah. Or them, or them coons saying, oh, they put them inside. They think we can't get to yeah, them, but yeah, we can. Yeah. It's, it's great stuff. I mean, it's, uh, but they do. They tear things up. Oh. Left and right, they tear things up. And uh, I would have I rid the world of a few of them. <laughs> Just what I would have done. But I didn't have a gun with me at the time. By gun, I mean a long rifle, a, yeah. a shotgun of some type. I'm not going to get out and start freaking everybody <laughs> out by... Oh, uh, unloading my five o'clock in the morning. You know, my my handgun. <laughs> That's not going to work real well in my my subdivision. All right, well, we'll take a break. We'll come back. First question is going to be about a 2000 Lincoln LS, eight cylinder, three point nine liter engine. Says, can somebody help with this strange issue? Find out what this strange issue is when we come back on the Dave Ellswick show here on. Uh, of course, the answer. Hey, quickly, let's talk about uh, a bumper to bumper. Uh, the uh, car show's coming up on August 28th. We've been talking about it. Go to the website B, the letter T, the letter B, autoparts.com. All the information is right there. You can register your car for 20 bucks. All the money that you're uh, paying to register to be in this uh, show all goes to the Ronald McDonald House over at Children's. That kind yes. of covers everything right there. It does. Takes okay. care of the whole thing. You're going to have a, we'll have a lot of people. We're going to be out at uh, in Conway again at the event center. It's a great place to have a car show. Uh, most of the cars will be inside, but we do have a new category dealing with uh, trucks that have lifts on them, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll probably have to be outside. And but yeah, we'll keep, put we're going to take good care of you. We'll take good care of you. Yeah, we're going to have big fans. And have water out there, things like that. You'll be good. You'll be good. And it might be, you know, fifty-five degrees. Who knows? I can say might because it just might be, but That's I doubt right. it. I doubt that it'll be that way. And uh, you know, bumper to bumper sponsors this car show. Uh, we always talk about how good they are about getting their parts to the uh, the bumper to bumper, uh, you know, uh, work areas the the people that are out there with their uh their shops however they do a lot of things in the community they are part of the community they've been around over a century and uh, you stay around the century by doing it right that's bumper to bumper all right back with you it's the dave ellswick show joe and duck are here you got a, a car question like what do you do when you're on i-30 and you're caught in the traffic, and your car overheats. <laughs> what do you do? Hope I bet some of that happened today. Shut it oh. off. Yeah, they said they had a bad wreck on it or something. Yeah, they had mm-hmm. they had a wreck over there by uh, Clinton Avenue exit. Bad place to have a wreck at. Well, and especially right now. If you if you can push your car, I know this is not the end thing to do, but if you can put it in neutral and push it and get it off of the road. Please do so. Oh, yes. Because well, you're just going to screw everybody up. Well, you know, Dave, they tell you if you've had a wreck and no one is hurt and they're still movable, to move them out of the lane of traffic. Yeah, but movable for most people is can I start it and drive it off the yeah. road, not can I push it off the road. Yeah. 
Well, I think I think a lot of those wrecks, like that bumper to bumper, front and rear, and all that, and you'll have two or three of them sitting there. Nobody wants to move their vehicles off the shoulder because they're afraid it'll change how Who's the insurance looks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so, man, you know, if they're on the inside lane or something, it just kills that lane, and then the emergency people get there and they block the second lane, and then three lanes are down to one, and it's two yeah, hours it's before you mess. get to work. You know? It's a real mess. And I, my guest uh, from eight at, at uh, at six thirty-five, was stuck in the traffic yeah, out on the bridge. She was, yeah. you know, she said, "Hey, I'm sitting on the bridge. Not much I can do right now." Yeah. Well, that's all right. We can do this show that way. That's no mm-hmm. problem at all. Yep. All right, two thousand Lincoln. The car runs excellent before and after. Before and after what? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, one day started shaking bad and cut off at and wouldn't come back on. I found out that when you wait for it to cool down, some it will cut on. After riding for a short time, it will start again. After It says after riding. I think, I think that's supposed after to be after riding. waiting. After waiting for a short time, it will start again. It has a brand new matching part number, AC, new motorcraft plugs in, and still the same issue. The coils also shows... Same voltages, so they look good. What is this strange issue that I'm having? I can tell you exactly what it is. What is it? It's got a cylinder head temp sensor on it. gets too hot and it shuts the fuel pump off. Yep. Cools, cools back down, off. It's ready to go back again. on. Now, it may be actually getting hotter. The cylinder head temp sensor could be bad. And we've seen both of them, Joe. Yep. Exactly. They never even heard of a cylinder head it's an engine protection device that Ford uses where if the engine gets too hot, it shuts the fuel pump off. Before it warps the head. Before yes. it damages the motor. Okay, well, that makes now, sense. Now, when the engine cools down and the temp sensor gets below a certain temp, it'll start right back up again and run fine until it gets to that temperature that it deems is excessive, and it's going to shut the fuel pump but off again. If there, you bring your car over on a day, can you get it done in a day? Uh, most time, you can go in there and scan it and look, and it'll tell you what's going on with it. You can sit there and watch it with the scanner yep. and read temp on it. Okay. How long to replace something like that? Well, some of them aren't that easy to get to. Yeah. Mm. Uh, some, where they got it stuck at. Yeah. Uh, different year makes and models. Uh, it's usually a... Uh, one of them you got to take to plant them off because they put it right back down there in the, in, in the back. Uh, I'm going to say it's usually somewhere between two and five hundred dollars to fix it. Yeah, suppliers. Yeah, it's not bad. So you could, I could sit in your waiting room, is what you're telling me, uh, Joe or Duck, and watch Fox News for a couple hours and catch up on the news for the day. Yeah, and what's wrong with our TV? We're not using our TV. No, no I'm, we got a we got a ticket in for it. Oh, you know, so if Infinity is supposed to be coming out to fix it. We'll see when that happens. It's only been out three weeks. What are you I talking know. about? Well, they've been busy, Dave. Yeah, I know they've been busy. I I like I'm I'm one of those big guys that wants to have a TV and a monitor for the simple reason when you don't have one, something will happen and we miss that out. you'll want to have one. Well, I'll give you a story. I used to work at another radio station mm-hmm. here in Little Rock. They didn't have a TV in the studio. First thing I asked about is there a possibility that we can get a um, you know. A television and they said well we'll look into it well 10 days later in september mm-hmm. and i got there on the first 911. uh yeah you know 
a plane flew into the side of the World Trade Center, and we didn't know about it for almost an hour after it started. Yes. And so with that in mind, guess what we got the next week? A full-screen TV (laughs) was up in the studio (laughs) so that that never, ever would happen again. Well, you need to see the breaking news. That's what you need. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you got to – why you put it up there. might be something up there. By the way, I I count myself remiss. Uh, Yesterday, uh, one of the nicest guys – that in politics that I have ever uh, interviewed died. Rummy died yesterday. Rumsfeld passed away at 88. He was one of the nicest guys you could ever meet, was straight up. He'd answer your questions and whatever. And, uh, and, you know, he's going to be a big loss. They did a story on him yesterday. I was watching it and talked about how he made – the United States totally different our military because of 9/11. Uh, you know we were looking forward to not, not that's the wrong terminology. We weren't looking forward to, but we were prepared to fight the, the, the Russians in a big one-on-one battle with them. We weren't ready to fight guerrilla groups, and uh, very quickly uh, he took and switched things and sent over uh, some special forces people with horses who joined up with the Northern Alliance and ran uh, ISIS, not ISIS, uh, the Taliban out of a very crucial valley area. And they had a picture outside of his office in the Pentagon of these guys coming out of smoke. Said it looked like a movie. <laughs> Probably didn't realize it. Maybe it was an early poster for 12 strong i don't i don't know hey susan joins us hi susan how are you i'm just fine i have a question about a new car that we were trying to maybe buy and everywhere we went they told us that they couldn't get a chip yes ma'am so uh, could you explain that a little bit yeah do you want to listen in on the on the phone or you want to just listen in on the radio I'll listen on the radio. Okay. Thank you for calling, Susan. Have a happy 4th of July, by the way. And, uh, well, you guys, I'll let you talk. We talked a little bit about this last week. Yeah. Yeah. It's a processor that goes into the body control module. Without the processor, it don't understand how to make your windows work, your radio don't work. Uh, It controls basically everything inside the vehicle, don't it, Joe? Well, yeah, you have to understand a late model car today, when you push the window, the left window to roll it down, that switch don't roll that window down. Mm-hmm. It sends a request over to a BCM or a general information module or a totally integrated module or whatever you want to call it. Everybody's got different terminology yes. for it. But that information's processed there, and the relays that do those windows and stuff are in there. And then it's got drivers in it that rolls that window down and up, and the same thing with the, a lot of the accessories in the vehicle. and. Those processors, I think the plant that was building them, it uh, burned to the ground or something, and yes, there's a huge shortage of them. And uh, they, my understanding, what I've been reading is they have give this contract to another company, but they cannot get the basic materials to build them with. Ford has like 19,000 sitting in Kentucky at the Ford plant. Bottom line, SOL. 
simply out of luck right I now. Come, speaking of <laughs> speaking of that day, I've come by land uh, by Everett Ford down there uh, in Benton. Uh huh. They have no new vehicles on the ground to sell. Wow. All right, let's get a break in. News is next, and we'll be back uh, with, uh, of course, uh, Duck and Joe answering your car questions. All right, so we got a little rain in the area today. I know it started raining just about the time I got uh, up to where Ortho, Arkansas is on 630, and it started raining, yeah. and it hasn't stopped. Just hearing uh, Joe said it was raining out in Romance today. And uh, Duck was saying it was raining. No, it didn't in, rain at my yeah. house. Didn't rain at your house. I when ran into it about Baptist. Okay, so bottom line, looks like it's maybe a little bit to the west, moving over the city. Bottom line, if you happen to be in the house and you look up at the ceiling and there's a little discoloration showing up, you're in trouble. call PI Roofing. Call them up. Tell them you want them to come out to your house and find where the leak is because what you're seeing is where there is a leak on your ceiling and it's uh, discoloring the drywall now something i don't talk about a lot about pi roofing is if you have damage done to the inside of your home they got people that'll fix it for you you can go right through pi roofing and somebody will come out to your house see it take out the bad drywall put a new drywall tape it mud it paint it the whole nine yards uh, so PI Roofing is like your one-stop shop for things necessary uh, for your uh, roof and, you know, for your ceiling and things of that nature if you need work done inside your house. Because it takes a long time to get a big a big uh, construction crew to come out to your house because you're talking to one guy, right? Uh, <laughs> but they've got big jobs they're doing, little jobs like that, not first things on their on their stove so keep that in mind just call pi roofing at uh, 707-3551 if you need some help with that 707-3551 same thing if you got a leak get the leak fixed and uh, last but not least you can do it on the uh the the at on the internet at pi roofing.com uh, all right when we left we had just finished up talking about a lincoln and then we got a question from a person on the air susan uh, asking about, you know, we wanted to buy a new car, and we were told you'd have to. We got to wait on it because they didn't have chips right now. And we explained to you what exactly is going on. We can't tell you when it's going to, you know, mitigate itself because nobody knows right now. No. So they're working on it. Just know, and, and just know that they're working on it because they want to sell those trucks too. And you know, it's not just Ford, GM, or Dodge. It's Nissan's run into the problem now. Toyota's run into the problem now. This one manufacturer makes these drivers for everybody. Makes a good reason why you should have a backup supplier. You should well, find should somebody else in the United States. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the big point. That's why we should have them. Here in the good old USA. Yes. All right. Dan has a 2016 Ford Escape SE, four-cylinder, two-and-a-half liter. And by the way, their, their new car out now. I want to ask you guys about it when we come back here. Uh, weird issue with my blower. Uh, it will run in any speed for five minutes or so, then slowly drop in RPMs, turn it to low or off for two, three minutes, and then it will come back on high normal speed but then after a minute or so start dropping again the longer i leave it off the longer it will run before it starts dropping 
Fan motor does not make any noise. I was thinking resistor, but I'm not sure. I figured it's not the fan as the motor comes back on again and runs at good speeds. Really feels like a voltage drop to the fan. Did he, answer, did he answer his own question? Yeah, he probably did. Uh, you know, cooling off and all that, just talk a little bit of how a late model blower motor works. It's got a resistor down there. It's what they call a speed controller or a module now. Speed control module. But basically, when it's on low, it has a little bit of ground. When it's on medium, it has more ground and so on. When it gets on high, it's got full ground to it. Yes. That's how they control the speed, right, Doug? Yes. So if he's losing it in all speeds, there's a good chance that, one, the blower motor is drawing too many amps and overheating the the, the resistor, and the resistor quits working and it cools off. Yeah, and goes back to working again. Because we see them all the time with the resistor plug-ins burned up, have to replace the pigtail, the resistor, and the blower motor. Yep. And the blower motor is what caused all of it. Drew too many amps, got the circuit hot, right, Doc? And it's hard to make people understand because they say, well, they can cool off and they go back to working fine. Yep. I understand. It's, you know, it's sucking way too many amps, Gets and, it hot. It, and it cooks it. And, you know, yes, it don't make no noise. We understand that. And the only time it's going to make noise when it gets a leaf down in it or something hits a squirrel cage and breaks it. But you can probably put a motor and a resistor in it. Don't put just a motor because it's done got the resistor. Don't be alarmed if you got to put a plug on it. That's correct. Pigtails on them things are about as high as the resistor. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, of course, you have to cut it off and splice it in. And it's kind of funny. All the replacement pigtails are made with heavier wire. <laughs> yeah. So they, they their circuitry is a lot better, isn't it? <laughs> yes. So yeah. they knew what one of the problem was. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they realized, Dave, that when the motor starts drawing too many amps, that it heats everything up. I they mean, didn't, they didn't have a heavy enough gauge and wire. And they didn't have a heavy enough gauge wire. And it, and it comes with... What, about a foot of wardrobe, them plugs? Yeah, they're about uh, six, eight inches long, something like that. And if you read the instructions, they tell you do not cut it off no more than this. That's right. You know, then they tell you to solder it together and put a heat shrink on it and stuff like that. But Yeah, they don't want no butt connectors or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, they, they'll send you butt connectors, but you, you crimp them and you take the torch and heat them, mm-hmm. and they got solder made into them. And it but, melts the solder, and, and then, of course, it's got heat shrink on it, seals it If up. that sounds like, to me, that... That's not something that I want to do. Most people don't. don't I know that Joe it. or Ducks will do it for me. So yes. I just go over to my certified service uh, yeah. physician people and let them work on my car. And that's just a pretty common, what was it, 0102 Chevrolet truck, Joe, that had so much yep. trouble with them? Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you could buy a kit and it come with all three pieces in it. I had a guy in the shop hmm. the other day, he's driving an 05, and he says, that blower just quits in this. He said, and I can shut it off and restart it, and a few minutes later, it's working again. And he said, my son was sitting over in the passenger seat and just kicked the dash down there. He <laughs> said, it's to come on and started running. I said, well, it's going to need a blower motor. It's going to need a resistor and a and plug. Yep. It's just got it hot, and it's, it's it's got what they call a thermal short in it. It's burnt the wires up going to it and make a good connection. When it makes connection, it works. When it don't, it don't. Have you done any of these Dodges, Joe, where, you know, they don't have a cabin air filter on them? Yep. Where you can buy the kit, put the cabin air filter in them. Yeah, I kind of like that. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea that they come up with. I did one the other day for a fencing company. Wait, stop, stop the program. Did you just said that an engineer working on a car came up with a good? Oh no, I figure a mechanic come up with it. and They got the <laughs> idea from him. That's what I figure. 
Well, on the Dodges now, and even some of the Fords and some of the GMs, okay, that don't trucks that don't have cabin air filters, which they all should, but the bridge to cut that out to slide that in to put it installed it is in the heater case. It shows you where to cut it. Oh at. yeah, it's it's casted in there. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. it's ca- and it shows you you know <clears throat> cut here and here, slide the filter in. Then they say it comes with it comes in a kit, comes with a door. You screw the door up there. Oh my! But Dave, the problem you have on these Dodges is the 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 sucking air inside the cab is right at their right feet. Well, these construction people they get in with mud on their feet. Right. Well, it dries while they're in there shuffling their feet around, and then everything stopped up. Yep. I've done one of bitten utilities last week. It had an inch of dirt on it. Ugh. I did one in a uh, fencing company, and he said, well, what's fixed for that? I can't leave it there for you to pull the dash out of it and replace the evaporator core. I said, "I said, well, we can drill holes in it up there and put, put some coil cleaner in there and Hopefully clean the mud out of the floorboard. And we did all that, and it, it went to blowing again. And, it, and and I said, you might make it the rest of the year, but you're going to be back this winter. He said, when things slow down, I'll be back to get it fixed. Right. So <laughs> I've, I've drilled many of one I can understand that. Yeah. Business is good right sure, now. yeah. I've drilled a mini one-inch hose and reach in there, spray it, spray it best you can, yeah. stick air hose in it, try to blow it out, and take a, a red plug stick in the hole. Yeah. I mean, but they've come out with this, you know, with this kit deal, and and like Joe said, th- the indention is there to cut out. Yeah. But the problem is they get in there with their dirty feet, and, it's, and they put the, the return air right there at their feet. And the and that old red clay it's sucking it up. Well, that old red clay dries and it turns into baby powder. We took the floor mat out of this truck and went over and put it in the trash can, and I guarantee it had an inch of mud on that floor mat. Oh yeah, and and you know some of the floor mats you have today that are you know the kind that where they'll keep things from rolling out of the truck and this that and other. They're just catches for that dirt. Yes. I promise you. So I called down at Benton Utilities and talking to Darren. I said, Darren, look, this thing's got to have the da- got to have the the heater box pulled out of it. They want the air conditioner fixed, too, and it wasn't working. And I said, but I want you to know, when I touch this dash, it's going to fall all two pieces. Uh-huh. He said, just fix it. Yeah, the, the, the dash top, what they call the crash pad on it, which is the top cover. It gets brittle. Sun cooks a minute. It's just like it's just like peanut brittle. I promise yeah. you. It, you know, it looked fairly good when he started, and he <laughs> reached up there and shook it, and it just you know. But you can now go online and buy a cover to put over it. Yep. It don't fit perfect, but it's, it's better than it, nothing. It's, it's better than a big hole, yes. and it's cheaper than <laughs> the OEM. Yes. OEM. Uh, so, even the GMs that are cracking are, are like four or five hundred dollars. Well, you know, around the edges they don't they don't set tight down there. Mm-hmm. And Kevin had it in there, and he said, "Man, this thing is loose. It's going to squeak and rattle." I said, "I'll be right back." About I went to Walmart, bought me some two inch wide Velcro. We okay. cleaned the spots all the way around by the windshield, around the side, and across the front. Stuck that Velcro to the back of it, stuck it down on there, and it was quiet. Mm-hmm. He, he looked at me, he said, how'd you come up with that idea? This ain't the first one of them I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. It's not my first rodeo. Yeah. All right, one last question before we go to break. 2011 Chevy Silverado, 1500, eight-cylinder, 5.3 liter. He's got a crank issue. This is kind of interesting. He says, sometimes my truck starts fine. 
other times it tries to and sounds like one long slow turn of the motor now we've heard this before right you, you hit your key and it goes and it's, and it's trying and then it goes like that okay not multiple turns like a normal start no codes are in the computer at all has anyone else seen this happen before yes all right most likely he's got a bad battery exactly and every time it, it it slow cranks like that, the voltage gets down below 9 volts. You're going to lose stored data and all that, and it's going to go, and then it doesn't know what to do. You let it set for a little bit, next time it may fire up. But it, today's, uh, I guess you would call it fuel-injected engine, we're sport by them, aren't we, Duck? Yes. Because when you turn that key... You can actually turn the key and let off of it, and it'll keep cranking. Ying, 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 ying. Yeah, it'll crank for six seconds. That's it. Whether you have it in the crank position or not, because it's you when you turn that key to crank position, you made a you made a start request. But if the voltage is too low, the minute it tries and the voltage drops too low, it turns itself off. It don't know what to do because it's computer controlled. So there you are. It's it's low voltage in the battery. I'm pretty sure. Or maybe a battery cable connection. Yeah. And I've seen some of them on those. Yeah. But most likely it's going to be a battery. Mm-hmm. And, and I tell people nowadays, if you get three years out of a battery. You're lucky. You're doing good. Real okay. good. Keep that in mind. Mine lasted two. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> then we had to put a new one in. You look at Luckily, some of these. it's two was short of the warranty. Yeah. You look at some of these. They've, they've even went started putting a wraps around them, insulated wraps around them. They've got it where they got a vent comes up by the fender. Trying to keep them cool. Blowing air onto the batteries. I mean, the batteries just don't last long. And they've been putting them in the back seat in the trunks for a while, too, to try, yep. to, try to keep them cool. Those that are in the passenger compartment have to have a vent on them to go outside. And so the fumes, as it's charging, don't get in the cab, will you? That's it. And, and uh, most, if you buy a quality battery today, it should have a three to 40 month free replacement warranty yes if you buy one that's cheaper than that you're going to get a 16 18 month replacement and you'll be it'll, some of it'll, them it'll got, fail at 24 months and some of them have got a 12 month <laughs> replacement mm. yeah and you'll get a couple years and and you'll go out one day and it won't and it'll be fine cranking fine you'll pull up at the grocery store and park it yep hit the key again it won't do nothing click yeah yeah that's just the way they do when they die, they die. All right. We've got about 10 minutes uh, till 8. we got time for one more question when we come back. It's the, uh, of course, Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about East End Towing and what I've told you about them. They understand towing. They understand the regulations and rules of towing in the state of Arkansas. They belong to the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed and insured tow operation, and each of their trucks are permitted and uh, meet all of the standards uh, for a tow truck here in the state. And they understand stuff. They, I mean, they, they're very well up on all the rules and regulations. And, of course, uh, they're one of the big uh, tow truck operations that are uh, behind uh, the uh, slow down, move over campaign, where if you're traveling down the highway and you see a tow truck over on the right side of the highway, move all the way to the left side and give those workers some extra room to work in. Here's the number to call them, 501-888-8849, 501-888-8849. 
49. All right, back with you here on the – what were you asking me about open-heart surgery? How long it took you before you could take a deep breath and – Oh, you know, was it not having my pillow for coughing and all that? Yeah. About two weeks. Yeah. That's all it took. I, I was back – Look, my doctor was really ticked off at me because I came back to work after a week of the surgery, and he wanted me to take three weeks off. Well, I don't know how many other people listening to this show are just, you know, workers, you know, your worker bees. I couldn't afford to take three weeks off. I needed the, the money to come in to pay, you know, Uncle Uncle Sugar and stuff. I got bills to pay. Yeah, so anyway, I... Uh, Need more needs I more. I went back after a week, and... The letter, the letter that I had to deliver to my my boss that says that I could come back to work said, "Against my better judgment." <laughs> that's how it started. Because I told my doc, I said, "Look, you can give me the letter, or I'm going to go back to work." And they say, "Dave, you got to bring the letter in." And I and I'm going to say, "God, God, I forgot. I it. know I need that. I'll bring that. it back next now, week. It, yeah, I'll have it. I'll get it for you." And, you know, I could do that a couple of times, and I'd get through a week. Well, by two weeks, I'm for sure going to be okay. And <laughs> he just looked at me. He says, wait, wait a second. Get and on now. he left for a few minutes, and he came back, and he had that letter. But he added that he added that sentence at the, at the top, against my better judgment. All right, Alan has a uh, 1994 Ford F-150 XLT. It's an eight-cylinder, 5-liter engine in it says, I got this uh, 94 Ford. It'll start perfectly when cold. After about five minutes of running, it won't restart if you stop it. I replaced the spark plugs, the spark plug wires, the fuel filter, and the fuel pump. Oh, it says it's got a pump in it. If you squirt a little bit of gas in the air intake, it'll start right up. Help. Well, I was thinking fuel pump, but I I didn't see the fuel had replaced it. Well, it still could be the pump. We don't uh, exactly. Did he know put it quality. in right? Yeah. If he bought an AirTech, yeah, it, well, it was bad when he put it in. Squirting the fuel in the intake to make it start, you know as well as I do, it's running too lean, Doug. Yep, running low, low enough, fuel pressure. I guarantee you the fuel pressure on that is just marginally low. And that thing has a regulator built into the rail. Yes, and could I've be seen the bad them, regulator. I've seen them regulators blow, and and cause the same thing. But yeah. it, it just needs to put a gauge on it. It's got a it's got a straighter valve there. You can yep. If you got a you know if you got the kit to put on it, you can put on it and sit there and watch it. If you've got the kit, I don't have one of those kits. That's why I go to my bumper to bumper certified center and get it worked on. But most likely, I I I still lean to it's going to be the fuel pump or the regulator. I agree. One of the two. Well, it's not got an, it's not getting enough gas. That's pretty, yeah, that's that's the problem. Pretty obvious. When it's cold, everything is working fine. And Joe, did that thing well, have that little check valve made into the when when it's fuel cold? Pump? It also it's it's opening the 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 injectors wide open wide open longer because it's a cold start. Yeah. So if they're marginally low on pressure and you put more fuel in there to start it, but when it warms up, it leans that fuel mixture out. And if when it's hot, it knows it doesn't need to put a lot in there. So if you have marginally low fuel pressure, it's not squirting enough fuel to start. And that's why he can put a little bit down the intake and then go ahead and run. Yeah. Okay, so now i got a question for you. You guys put your hats on. We've got three minutes. I just bought a 2007 Spider. That's a Mitsubishi, by the way. And it had a dash panel lifting off. The previous owner duct taped it down and told me to try Gorilla Glue. 
I was reading how glue might interfere with the airbag system. Uh, its light is on, but it was never reported in an accident. I want to fix it, but how should I fix it? She can't. You can't fix it. She um she can't. We can't. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, it's it's got. Well, my my question on that would be is if it's on the passenger side and the cover is lifting off and the airbag light is on. Has it already deployed that? That's yeah, just, that's what he's asking, or yeah. this person's asking. I don't and know if it's male or female. And it's probably been deployed, and they just put the cover back down, glued it back down. Well, they make or some they replacement covers that are just, like, sticky on there, yeah, you know? Yeah, just blank. Yeah. I, I just need, you just need to do a code test on that and see what see what you can talk to. And if it's been deployed, it'll tell you. Okay. Yeah, Something to just keep in mind. I just wanted to ask to you about it, because... Thought that was good because I think the Mitsubishi Spider is a pretty good looking car. I don't know how good it is, but I know it looks good. They're yeah. expensive to work on. Are they? Yep. Yes. The Mitsubishi people are the ones that brought you the Zeros. Yes. In World War Two. Yep. How about that? They built the Zeros and, and the and, and the, the, the engines. Yeah, well, the Kamikaze. <laughs> All right. I've seen some people driving spiders like Kamikazes, but anyway. <laughs> All right. Let's <laughs> let's take a break. We'll get back next week on a Thursday with Duck and, uh, of course, Joe, and they'll answer all your car questions. Uh, just send car questions to uh, Dave at SalemLR.com, and I'll uh, get them asked for you right here on this show. Guys, have a great Fourth of July. You too, Dave. And uh, no truck and, and car doctors new show this weekend. It will be a best of, just so you'll be aware. I'll be back with you tomorrow at 6 a.m., Friday show. I'll tell you, Robert and Chris will be here. And we're going to do a lot of talking about culture tomorrow here on the Dave Ellswick Show.